Welcome to the Run Lift Mom podcast, where we're talking about running, lifting, and momming, not necessarily in that order. And this is a special format of the Run Lift Mom podcast because it is a Saturday with Susie, a quick tip to save you time. I can't give you more time, but I sure can help you with the hacks that can help you prioritize and make the most of what you got. Welcome to the Run Lift Mom podcast, where we're talking about running, lifting, and momming, not necessarily in that order. This Saturday with Susie episode is squarely in the running category, and it has quick tips on how to pack for an ultra marathon. To save you time, I'm providing and explaining my personal packing list. An ultra marathon is defined as anything beyond 26.2 miles, a marathon. Personally, I've done multiple 50Ks, 50 milers, 100Ks, and other types of time-based ultra marathon events. So I wanna go from head to toe here in terms of what you need. Let's start with our head. So this is how we're dressing for our ultra marathon. So it's gonna be weather dependent, but in cool or cold temperatures, layering is your best bet. That may mean two or three Bondi bands. So Bondi bands is a specific brand, but y'all know what I'm talking about. It's that thin, like moisture wicking, polyester spandex type material, about three inches wide. You can cover your ears with them. Fantastic. You might do that under a beanie or something as opposed to the heaviest fleece hat you can find. Now, on the opposite end of the spectrum, if it's gonna be sunny out or raining, you want a hat with a bill on it to protect you from the elements. If it's cool or cold, you can also do one of those thin bondy bands under a hat with a bill. Like if it's cool and cold and raining, that way if the rain comes down, that water isn't getting in your eyes, but then also you've got that fabric to cover your ears. Now, if you've got long hair, lather down a cream detangler into your hair. And then if it's long enough, consider a braid, which is less likely to not. When you're out there for hours after hours, your hair is gonna be a mess at the end. I like to put extra hair elastics on my wrist because they can double as makeshift ties for like open package of food in my drop bag. We'll get to what that is later. Or even bow biters on the laces of my shoes. Now again, in keeping with your head, most ultra marathons begin early and end late, in the dark. So you're gonna need a headlamp to navigate the course. Guys, this is a requirement. It's as important as your bib. It's a non-negotiable for most races and the race director is going to insist that you have one. As a rule of thumb in running, not just ultra marathons, you want to dress for 10 to 15 degrees warmer than what the weather says, as in less clothing. If it says 50, I want you to dress for 60 to 65 degrees. You are going to heat up as you get moving. The best strategy, no matter the season, is to layer. I really like vests, 
light jackets, elastic waist pants for this layering strategy. Depending on the position of my drop bag, and again, I'm gonna get into that more, but I will take them off and then just stash them there. Otherwise, I'm gonna choose old gear that I don't mind throwing away. If you go this route with like old gear or stuff from the Goodwill, make sure that you choose functional, moisture-wicking, non-chafing gear. I get it, you are going to throw it away. You know this from the beginning. But here's the thing, y'all, that old cotton long sleeve tee, it's not a great option for throwaway clothes because you have to perform in it. You're gonna be using it. You want it to work. A belt for your bib is also a great idea for your body since you're likely gonna be undergoing multiple outfit changes. So as opposed to pinning on your race bib with safety pins, you're gonna actually put it on a belt. They make these. I have one from TYR. There are multiple brands that make these. You're, you're not gonna wanna mess with safety pins at mile 30, so I am gonna recommend that belt as well. All right, we have worked our way down from head to body to feet, and this is your biggest concern. That concern becomes larger as the distance gets longer. Hear me when I say your feet will give out before your legs do. Let me say that again. Your feet will give out before your legs do. You're gonna protect from blisters by utilizing some sort of anti-chafing cream like Body Glide. You're gonna slather them things up. You're gonna put it everywhere. Don't forget in between your toes. A good pair of socks are gonna go a long way, but remember to pack multiple pairs. For an effort that's gonna take me about 10 hours, I usually have the pair of socks that I have on as well as two additional pairs. Now, you're gonna choose the shoes that are appropriate for your terrain, and nine times out of 10, they're gonna be trail shoes. Trail shoes have a harder sole, and they have a grip for the many rocks and roots and everything that you're gonna be running through. So that last is gonna be harder, and it's gonna allow you to run over this terrain. Another thing that you might consider when you're thinking about your shoes are gaiters, and that's spelled with an E-R, not a reptile. <laughs> gaiters are thin, moisture-wicking sleeves, and they're designed to fit around your ankle so that rocks, mud, twigs don't fly up and into your shoes. Remember, we've got to protect our feet. They will give out before our legs do. All right, as we've gone from head to body to feet, I've mentioned drop bags a couple of times. Let me address what that is. All of your extra items are going to be in what we call a drop bag. So unlike shorter distance races, ultra marathons typically allow you to check a supply bag that they're gonna leave for you on designated parts of the course. You will know depending on the course, if it's point to point, loops, whatever, you're gonna know how many drop bags to pack and where your drop bag will be. This is so, so comforting. Fuel, extra shoes, extra socks, headlamps, toothbrush, toothpaste, Tylenol, layers of clothes, extra phone, headphones if they're allowed, real talk, usually they aren't, 
All of these things can go in your drop bags and there's a real comfort in knowing that you're going to have them and you don't need to like mule them yourself. Here's a pro tip for drop bags. Always choose something that you can run up and see. Everybody and their brother is going to have some sort of navy or black gym style bag, drawstring type bag. If you've got something that is a bright color or a pattern, that is the one that you want to go with because you are going to be tired come mile 25, 30, and you're not going to want to search for your specific bag in a sea of black drop bags. Um, If you don't have something that's patterned or a bright color, do like they do in airports uh, when you want to identify luggage and tie a ribbon or something identifiable to that drop bag. That way you can see it quickly as you run on it. And that's it, guys. I'm not going to get too far in the weeds on fuel and nutrition and what to pack in those drop bags for your effort beyond 26.2 miles because that is highly personal and it is an entire episode within itself. That said, if you want an episode like that, let me know. And if I miss something, I hope you will let me know so I can do an updated episode and accompanying blog post at runliftmompod.com to go with this packing for an ultra marathon theme. <laughs> Until I get into your earpiece again, remember, for while bodily training is of some value, godliness is of value in every way as it holds promise for the present life and also for the life to come. That's from 1 Timothy 4.8 and this has been the Run Lift Mom Podcast. Are you thinking about an ultra marathon in 2020? Hey, consider going the distance with me here in North Carolina at Blackbeard's Revenge. It's on the Outer Banks and there are distance options at 100 miles, 100 kilometers, as well as relay options. You can use the code SUZYBB100, that's S-U-Z-Y-B-B, as in Blackbeard, 100 to save 10%. And I'm going to drop the link to registration in the show notes. So depending on the player you're in, you're either going to click details or swipe up. See ya at Blackbeard's Revenge. Thank you for listening to the Run Lift Mom podcast. This began as a passion project in February of 2019. I wanted to uplift other women in the areas of running, lifting, and motherhood. Here's what's happened. I've not only personally been uplifted, I have been blessed by the relationships with guests on this show, by the relationships with listeners of this show. Thank you so much for helping me continue this passion project. Here's how you can help even more, and it will take you less than 10 seconds, dear listener. I want you to rate, review, and subscribe. Rate, review, and subscribe. It really, really helps other people find the show, and it keeps my show sponsors happy. Guys, I'm thrilled to announce a new partner on Run Lift Mom, and that is Audible. I've been an Audible member for over 10 years, and my favorite part, hands down, 
It's the gift of time. I use the free app to take notes as I'm doing my long run and I hear something fantastic and you are going to love it. If you want to try Audible free, visit audibletrial.com slash runliftmom. That's R-U-N-L-I-F-T-M-O-M. Again, for a free trial, visit audibletrial.com slash runliftmom.